No bad words, bad thoughts, bad intentions, and words. You know the seven, don't you, that you can't say on television? Chicago activists call it obscene, vulgar, and violent. The FCC calls it free speech. That and a fond farewell to a book that kept the broadcast listening hobby alive for decades. R-E-C, FCC Today, B.G. Bradley. This is FCC Today, the podcast for January 4, 2022. The FCC has denied an informal objection filed against iHeartMedia on the renewal of urban-formatted WGCI-FM Chicago. The objection filed by Clear the Airwaves Project accused WGCI of operating in a manner which they describe as, quote, continued violation of FCC standards of decency, end quote, by airing what they call a seen vulgar and violent content that promotes shootings, gang violence, drug use, as well as airing sexually graphic lyrics. Based in Chicago, Clear the Airwaves states on their Facebook page that their objective is to clear the airwaves of misogynistic, violent, and destructive lyrics geared at youth, mainly targeting the hip-hop genre and two urban-formatted FM stations in the market. The FCC rejected Clear the Airwaves arguments in accordance with the First Amendment and Section 326 of the Communications Act, which prohibits the FCC from censoring program material or interfering with a broadcaster's free speech rights. The FCC has held that they will not take adverse action on a license renewal application based only on the subjective determination of a listener or group of listeners to what constitutes appropriate programming. As a result, the FCC has granted iHeartMedia's renewal application for WGCI. In June 2021, the FCC denied a petition for reconsideration filed by Clear the Airwaves against the grant of the renewal for Dontron's WPWX Hammond, Indiana. While that petition was denied on procedural grounds, the FCC stated that Clear the Airwaves did not demonstrate that the Media Bureau erred in, by granting the license renewal to WPWX. At the time of this recording, Clear the Airwaves project has not issued a public statement or a response to our request for a statement. The FCC has released their current count of broadcast stations up to December 31, 2021. According to the FCC, there are currently 6,676 commercial FM stations, 4,204 non-commercial educational FM stations, and 8,886 FM translators and boosters. There are currently 2,069 LPFM stations. That is down from 2,081 in the previous quarter. This decline is caused mainly by the fact that some low-power FM stations were inactive and did not renew their licenses. In 2021, we lost 67 LPFM stations. The FCC also reports that there are 4,509 AM stations. In 2021, we lost 42 AM stations. FCC Extra, BG Bradley. I think there's a lot of us in radio, and especially those who would tend to come to this podcast, who started their interest. I think the bug that bit you was broadcast listening. Now, whether that meant listening to distant AM stations at night to see 
how far you could hear or what rare station you could hear or what graveyard station would be uh, coming up on 1230 or 1240 at any particular time. I think there was a lot of folks out there that did that. I think there was a lot of folks out there that were into the shortwave listening. You know, back in the days when shortwave was more prevalent before the Internet, you know, shortwave was really the way to get information out to a worldwide audience. It was the best way to do it. You know, obviously with um, the Internet, things have progressed in, you know, in the developed world where, you know, somebody in uh, Europe who wants to get, you know, news from the United States no longer has to listen to the voice of America. They can get on a website and go to and and go to CNN and 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 get the latest news. So they don't need to use, uh, you know, they don't need to use shortwave radio anymore. And now, of course, shortwave radio also has a has always had a political objective, trying to reach like the Eastern Bloc countries and such and trying to and trying to facilitate a, a political change. And that type of broadcasting still exists to this day. Voice of America is doing a lot of that right now, um, especially in the Middle East, North Africa and such. I mean, this is what they do. Also, too, when you look at shortwave, you can't ignore the, the ministries that are out there. There's a lot of religious organizations now that are using shortwave radio because they're reaching into places that may not have the Internet infrastructure or places where putting up local uh, religious broadcast stations would be forbidden by the government. So there, there's a lot of reasons why shortwave is still out there. It's just, it is it is more of a utility than it is a casual listening tool to this day. There was one publication that a lot of us used. I mean, this was really our, this was our guide. This was our TV guide. Some might, some might say this was our Bible to the, the hobbies, whether it was shortwave listening whether it was listening for uh, domestic broadcasters, uh, AM, nighttime, FM, uh, you know, in other countries, um, or just wondering what is the structure of radio in the Netherlands? This, this is information that people wanted to know. And the one publication that has done that over the past 70 or so years has been the World Radio TV Handbook. I ordered my first World Radio TV handbook for the first time here since, I think, 1991, I think is my last edition somewhere on the shelves here. Uh, this is the 2022 edition. And I'll tell you, um, this is uh, 672 pages. And I am very impressed. Even the information that is in this 2022 edition is much more granular than what was in the early editions. And when I look at this, the first place, of course, I go to is the United States because I want to see how they do domestic broadcasting. In the past, World Radio TV Handbook only did AM. And they just basically acknowledged that there's thousands of FM stations. I mean, we just gave you the count just a little bit ago. One of the things I'm really impressed with in this latest edition of the World Radio TV Handbook is that they are giving FM station listings. And I mean, they're only doing it for the major markets, but they are still listing FM stations. They're listing, whether they're HD, they're listing translators and what their primary stations are. And, you know, the, the cool thing is they're listing LPFMs. If your LPFM is in one of the major markets or near the major markets, it's going to be listed in the World Radio TV Handbook. I, I am just really impressed with this year's World Radio TV Handbook. Unfortunately, I think this is going to be the last World Radio TV Handbook. There's been 
uh, news uh, that's been coming down that the publisher is going to discontinue publishing the printed version of World Radio TV Handbook with this 2022 edition. So I wanted to get this as just a, a, a last memory to the way that a lot of us got into this hobby in the first place, the broadcast listening hobby, was through listening and then being supported by publications like World Radio TV Handbook. You can still get this current uh, version of World Radio TV Handbook from their own website or from Amazon. I think Universal Radio is also selling it. So, you know, check it out and get your last memory of, you know, of, of, of the way we used to do it. I mean, we're in a day where... You know, you could go to FCCdata.org, get information on the U.S., Canada, Mexico. What do we got up there? We got the U.K., Ireland, Japan, Australia. Um, I mean, so there's a lot of domestic broadcasting information that's currently just in inside the REC space. And, of course, there's a lot of information outside the space. And one of the things that um, World Radio TV Handbook has been able to do is they've been able to get data from countries that, Otherwise, don't publish their own information. I mean, a lot of countries do not publish their their broadcast infrastructure on the Internet. And some countries, it's really hard. Like, for example, in Ireland, I can get to RTE, which is the public broadcaster in Ireland. But the data for the commercial stations is not listed there. The, the commercial stations out there are regulated by a um, organization called the BAI, the Broadcast Authority of Ireland. And I approached them to get database of the technical information because I wanted to put it into FCC data because we've got the we got the RTE information there. And they gave me the 20 questions of why do you want this? And it's like, you know, this data should be should be freely available. And, you know, I could probably do like a freedom of information request. I just haven't had a chance to do it. It's not exactly a a top item on my list right now. But I am very sad to see the World Radio TV handbook go away. It has been one of the most useful tools that I've used for in, in, in my early days when I was doing serious shortwave and AM broadcast listening. I don't do that much anymore. Um, I sometimes scan the bands, but um, these days, you know, I've got a ham license. So if I'm going to be down in that spectrum, I might as well be transmitting. Anyway, if you're still doing it, happy DXing from KU3N. FCC Today. FCC Today, the podcast is available through Podbean and wherever podcasts are available. Call our input line. Tell us about your favorite broadcast listening memories. 202-963-0852. That's 202-963-0852. News is updated throughout the day at FCC.today. This has been a production of REC Networks. Always on at RECnet.com. This has been Michelle Bradley, SBE Certified Broadcast Technologist. Thanks for listening and stay safe. REC. REC.